0: Hey Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd to Core Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Uh, Deuteronomy 818. For remember the Lord, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And I want to talk to you today about that idea of uh, so that he confirms his covenant. You see, God, many, many years ago, over 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years ago, established a covenant with a man on this earth that he established a brand new people. We know those people as Israelites or the Jewish people. The father of that nation was Abraham. And at that time, his name was Abram, but God changed it to Abraham. And we know that and his wife, Sarah, and they had, they had children. And as those children grew, they had children. And as they continued on, the Jewish nation was born. But it was born all out of a covenant or a promise that God made To one man. Can I tell you that God has made a promise to you too? And as we are continually walking in, we're going to see that promise come out in our lives through produce. And God has given us the ability. Last week, we talked about it, that he, it's, we're responsible. We are responsible for that. And we're responsible for, the, for what he has given us. He's given us the ability. And so our response is to take that ability and go forward in that. And, and then, in all of that, it confirms the covenant or the promise that God's made. Well, as we talk about this, I want you to know as a child of God... He has promised you some things as well. He has promised that He's going to put within you that ability. He has promised that He is going to constantly be with you. And He'll never leave you or forsake you. So as a child of God, I want you to say it like you mean it and believe it today, would you? Say it with me. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today, I will hear the Word of God. Today, I will do the will of God. Today, I will be convicted, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you, right in your hub or wherever you might be at. Give them a high five as well. And say, I believe it for you too. Amen. Praise God. Well, listen. I want to get into this just for a moment, and I want you to think about it. And if you want to turn in your scripture with me, if you would, to Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, and we're going to look at this again in verse eighteen. And as we've been talking about this, we remember we talked about this this idea of the X factor of, of of gratitude is generosity. And through that generosity, there's some components that we have to remember. In our generosity, we first have to remember the Lord. I hope that as you were um, sitting with your family, you weren't just thankful for them, but you were thankful to God for them, that you were able to take some time and and share with your family the, the gratefulness of what God has done. And then you were able to remember, not only just remember God, but but remember him because he's given you that ability and that you're taking the responsibility on to do what to produce. Now, over next year into 2022, we're going to be talking a lot about how we produce in our marriages, in our relationships, in our finances, how we produce and and bring about salvation in other people's lives that we're not just uh, consumers but we're producers. We don't just consume in and, and bring in that point in time where all we look at is that, oh, I've got to keep what I've got because I may not ever get it to, again. But producing is not a, a scarcity mindset, but it is, a, it is a liberal or it is a, a wealth mindset, meaning that I'm gonna produce. That word wealth that it says there in the scripture, that it gives you the power to produce wealth, in many ways, we look at it as finances, or we look at it as money, and some people kind of shy away from that because they say, well, I'm not, oh, I'm not about money, or I'm not about that. Uh, but in the reality, that word wealth actually means army, that he's given you the authority, he's given you the power, he's given you the ability to produce an army. I want you to think about that for a moment. Vicki and I, we were thinking and just celebrating the new relationships we've had in our life and seeing those that have been around us. And can I tell you, I realized that my children are an army for the kingdom of God. My son is a pastor. My son-in-law is a pastor. My son-in-law is a worship leader. My daughters are... are, part of the army of God that's just doing incredible things, one in business, another one um, in the administration of the church, one, uh, one is a worship, another one is a worship leader. And I, can I tell you that God has given me wealth. I gotta be honest with you, the other day, I was about four or five in the morning and I got up super early and I started a fire in our fireplace. And I was sitting there in my, uh, in my recliner you know, I don't know what it is, but I do my best thinking in my recliner. <laughs> I, I write my best sermons, the best parts of my books in my, in my recliner. I don't know if that's a spiritual gift of reclining, but I kind of think it is. But you know, I was sitting there and there Vicky had already um, uh, decorated our fireplace with the stockings and she'd already decorated all the things going on all of her collections were there, the nativity was there that we have, and the collections of all the Santas that her father gave her, and, and I started thinking of it. And those stockings that were up on the fireplace represented my children. And all of a sudden there was this, um, there was this moment that just hit me so strong of how wealthy I am, that I felt so wealthy. Now I must, I must admit to you, My my bank account didn't change. My my health didn't change that moment. I still had the same tools. I was still sitting in my, my same pajamas that I wear probably almost every night, which is probably a little bit of overshare, but anyway. And I started thinking about that, but there was this overwhelming sense of how wealthy I was when I was talking or when I was thinking about my children. My mind went to my grandchildren. My mind went to the day when my grandson laid his hand on the vision wall that I have in my office, and he looked at me and he says, Papa Jay, what is this? And I told him, it's my vision wall and what I see God wanting us to build in this region. And he looks at me with his most serious of eyes. He's not much more than five or six at the time. And he says, someday, Papa Jay, I'm going to grow up and help you build this. And I felt that moment of time where there was just this, this presence And I realized God is bringing around an army in my family. Then my mind went to the new relationships and the different relationships we have, as Vicki was talking about this, of of the different relationships that we've had, brand new relationships that maybe less than two years ago, we didn't even really know some of the people that are so close to us now. And I realized God's bringing them around. You see... God says that he is going to give us the ability to produce wealth, the ability to produce an army, relationships, friendships, those around, and which then in turn becomes our resources around that we can have a resource of somebody to lean on when we are too weak before that. I started thinking that morning of my wife and thinking of the times when we had our children I've been thinking of the times when I was going through one of, uh, one of the darkest times that I can remember going through was the day that I was in one of my residencies in some of my education. And it was a difficult, difficult time. And I was in a secular situation and somebody is really coming up against because of my faith. And they were coming up against because I was absolutely sure that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And I was going, I took on a lot of heat in that class, in that residency one, one day, I came, I came into the hotel as we were traveling. We were, the residency was away from our home. And I remember almost crawling up into Vicky's lap and it just laying my head on her and just almost crying, <laughs> laying in a fetal position, going like, honey, just take me home. This is too hard. This is too hard. And I remember her looking at me and with, with just a care and putting her arms around me. She's going, no, it's not. It's not too hard for you. You're strong enough we need to get up, you need to finish your paper, and we need to go on to tomorrow. I never forget that I will never forget the times when, when there was weakness and, and I was health, I was struggling in the hospital and my parents show up with my wife and my kids and and different people in their life is writing notes and they're going in and, and coming alongside because that's the wealth. You can be a wealthy person simply by having the relationships around you. And then the resource comes in from that. Does it mean finances? Well, sure it does. It means that God wants to bring in the resources. He is Jehovah Jireh, as we've talked about. But I want to focus over the next few moments on that next line where it says there, God, we are to remember God because it's he who gives us the ability to produce the wealth and the resources that are around us, that it's our responsibility to produce that. But then it says so he confirms it confirms his covenant his covenant in other words it's his promise we talk a lot about marriage here in the gate and we see we have a marriage ministry here and we see many people getting married throughout the uh, throughout the years and we never call it a marriage contract we call it a marriage covenant and the reason is is because a contract says if I do this. If I, if I give you this amount of money, then you're going to give me this kind of service. A, co- a contract says, I will do this and you will do that. But a covenant says something else. A covenant says, I am going to do this no matter what you do. God said he confirms a covenant. And in that idea of a covenant, it is an all-in kind of thing. Can I tell you that as this Thanksgiving time comes in, and when you are faithful to your to to your giving of your time and giving of your money and giving of the things and the abilities that God gives you, He's asking you to do that in the idea of being all in, all in with your finances, all in with your time, all in, no matter what else. I heard one man say, you know what, I'm not going to give anymore because it's I, I thought if I give, then God's going to bless me. And the Bible says it definitely is, but can you think? How many of us only give according to the contract we look at it and we give to our spouse or we give to our children and when our spouse doesn't respond the way we want them to then we're like forget it i'm done <clears throat> I'm done with you I'm done with them I'm done with that job I'm done with with these areas I can't b-. and we get all upset because the way that we gave the way that we promised hasn't been reciprocated back to us. And God says, I want to show you a different way of living. I want to show you a way of living that's called covenant living. Covenant living says, I'm going to give no matter what. I'm going to love my wife no matter how she loves me back jesus says i'm going to love you i'm going to die for you i'm going to be victorious for you whether you ever respond back to me or not do you realize that no matter what would have happened jesus still would have gone to the cross in what in all of these things of the covenant he says there i am making a constitution i'm putting a, i'm putting a, a covenant in you that is going to bring you to a place Of everlasting love, an everlasting life, an everlasting way of living. You see, it was because God is a covenant maker and he's a covenant keeper. And there is no way he will ever violate his covenant. Can we violate the covenant? Of course, we see it all the time. We see men that have covenanted with their spouse be unfaithful. We've seen women covenant with their spouse be unfaithful. We've seen promises broken. In fact, there's many years ago, we were buying a piece of property or selling a piece of property with the church. I can't remember what it was. It's about 20, 20, 25 years ago or more. And I'm sitting in the middle of this office and all of a sudden the it occurs to me the reason I'm sitting in this office was simply because somewhere along the line, somebody broke their word. Somebody broke the contract or broke the covenant. I was in a title company we were closing on the on the on the loan or we were closing on the sale and the title company had to go to the search go into the search to make sure that the people that said that the house or the property, whatever it was, was free and clear just as they said it. Why would that be? Why would somebody have to do that? Why would we have to have a title company in order to make sure of that? It's because somewhere along the line, somebody forgot something, somebody just said a, told, a, uh, told a story that wasn't true, somebody tried to hide something, and their people, they, they got robbed. And in the reality of it, In great portion of our lives, we are made up of of institutions and ordinances and laws simply because somebody broke their promise. But the reality is, is God is a covenant maker, and he's a covenant keeper, and he can never be a covenant violator. And the reality comes down to this, is simply this, is that when God made a covenant, he made that first covenant with Abraham. Now, it was the word covenant literally means a cutting or a, 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 a cutting through. And, and the way that that happened is that in the Word of God, it says there that Abraham, well, God take, took a cow and cut it right in two, and there was that blood, and they walked all the way through that. And as he did, it says there, I make a promise with you, and I covenant or I swear by myself. In Hebrews, we find out that God made actually the promise with himself, not with anyone else. And the reason that we see that is because the writer of Hebrews says there was no one greater than God. There was no one greater that he could make a promise to. In the courtrooms, we are asked to put our hand on the Bible and to promise, to to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. Why do we do it? Why do we make a covenant with God? Because there's no one greater. But what happens when God makes a covenant with man? Can he make a covenant and, and swear by man? Can he make it a promise and make the promise by man? No, he has to make it with himself simply because he's, there is no one greater. There is no one greater. His name is Jira. There is no one greater at providing. His name is Nisi because there's no one greater at covering as a banner. There is no one greater at protecting. His name is Perez because there's no one greater at breakthrough. You need a breakthrough today, can I tell you? You just covenant with God and he will bring a breakthrough in your life. He will break down that thing that seems to be insurmountable. He will take that mountain, the Bible says, and turn it into a molehill. Can I tell you? You you cannot trample on mountains, but you can trample molehills. He says to every one of us, I will take your mountain. This is why we say every single Sunday when when we say the believer's proclamation, that we have faith to move mountains. Because he says there that if you even have a... Grain of faith of a grain of a mustard seed. You can say to that mountain, be removed. And you can say to that sycamore tree, be plucked up and planted into the sea. What is deeply rooted in your life? Can I tell you that when God covenanted with you, when he covenanted with Abraham and He made a promise that He was going to have He was going to be the answer? He that through Him salvation was going to come and Jesus Christ came. Can I tell you, He says, There, I am going to make a way for you. And what is rooted in your life, what has been rooted in after generation, after generation, after generation can be completely cut out simply because you covenant with me, but he didn't swear by you and he didn't promise you. He promised himself. In Job, the 31st chapter, we see the power of covenanting with ourselves, promising with ourselves. You see, as somebody that's going to produce, as somebody that's going to be strong, as somebody that's going to be good to their word, I can promise Vicki that I will never cheat on her. I can promise Vicki that I will always be there. But I can't swear by Vicki. I can't swear, I can't look at her and say that. No, I've got I've to be able to, Put that promise on a solid foundation that's stronger than myself, that's stronger than anything else. And as God says, I sw- I I promise with you, Abraham. As you walk through this blood, as you walk through, and that blood of that of that heifer was on his shoes. It was just the same way as when Jesus died on a cross and blood was pouring out. He was saying, "I'm making a blood covenant with you. I'm making a blood covenant with all mankind that their salvation will come." It's the old. Hymn that says, um, "There is power in the blood." That is that old hymn that he that blood washes white as snow. It is that idea that says, "I have covenanted with you." It's the old idea of of becoming blood brothers, where you slice your hand and you mix your blood together and you hold it there, and you say, "I am going to have a covenant." With God. I'm going to be his son. We say it every single day. Today I am a child of God. How does that happen? Through the covenant that God promised himself to give to you. That covenant that he gives, you see, this time and this season that we come and give thanks to God, what do we give him thanks for? Do we give him thanks for the resources? Do we give him thanks for our finances? Do we give him thanks for our, for our families? Yes, all of that is good to give thanks. But if we, if we forget the one thing, and that is the covenant that he gave because he promised himself, because there was no one greater, there was no one greater at providing, no one greater at protecting, no one greater at breakthrough. There was no one greater at healing. He says, my name is Jehovah Rapha because no one is greater at healing than him. You need your marriage healed. Call on Jehovah Rapha. You need your body healed? Call on Jehovah Rapha. The Bible says there that if any sick among you, they should call for the elders of the church and they will anoint you with oil and you shall recover. We believe in healing today. We believe in breakthrough today. We believe in covering and protecting today. We believe in the provision that God has today. And we believe that he is Shalom, the the Prince of Peace, the peace that passes all understanding. You see we live in a season today we live in an era today that it seems like pace is nowhere around i was reminded of a i was reminded of that piece as i was watching a television show and something that they said in that show is that there's no peace in this home and i go back to that moment in time as i'm sitting many times on saturday afternoons and i'm sitting in our home in many cases on Saturday afternoon, late in the afternoon, three or four, five o'clock, no one's around, but maybe just Vicky and I. And we're sitting, I'm sitting in that home and there is such a peace in our home. There have been people, there have been young adults and young people that have come into our home and they were there when we were raising our children and they would come in and as they were coming there, they would say, I don't know what it is about your house, but I just love to be in your home. We just love to be there because it's, it's so peaceful. It's not chaotic. It's not, it's not something that feels like it's not safe. It's, it's a safe place. And that is because we've covenanted with Jehovah Shalom, the peacemaker, the peace speaker, the peace that passes all understanding. His name is the Prince of Peace. And can I tell you that when you covenant with him, he doesn't make a covenant. He promises with you. He promises you, but he swears by himself because there's no one greater. There's no one greater at peace. But then he says this, that his covenant would be made real through you as you are responsible to produce the wealth, the the resources all around you. Therefore, making that covenant a confirmed as it was given to his ancestors of yesterday. He's like, wait a minute. For yesterday? This was for yesterday? You see, I can tell you that so many times I've gone through in society and people, I will look at people and talk about that. I live my life on the principles of the word of God and they look at me like I've got a third eye in many cases because so many times people are saying that bible the word of god that's an old book it doesn't make any sense or it's so contradictory or it's it's violent and it's horrible and it talks about war and in all of these different things and it talks about slavery and in all of these in every area and our society wants to come in and try to ign- negate and make void the word of God. But can I tell you, the Bible is very fresh, it is very new, and it is always there because the word of God says there that it, that he made that covenant with your ancestors as if it is today. As if that two 4,000 years ago when God took that heifer and split it and Abraham walked through that and he covenanted with him, it's as if it was done today. For that covenant is eternal. That covenant is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That covenant will always be there. It is not only eternal, it is infinite. It will start, it starts the moment that you commit your life to Christ and you covenant with him, and then it will always be there. It will always be fresh because his name, that covenant name is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The, he is the Jehovah Shalom, the Jehovah Rapha, the Jehovah Perez, the Jehovah Nisi, the Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, he's your provider, your protector, your healer, your breaker, and he is your peace. You see what happens when we give thanks to God, when we are grateful, when we have gratitude, and we are generous around and we give it out is that we covenant with someone that is powerful enough to promise himself. And when God says it, that settles it. I don't want to invite you today That as you are sitting there, don't let this season be a season of depression and discouragement. Don't let this season be a season of of scarcity and, and you just have to try to hoard everything into yourself. Don't let that season be a season of Scrooge before the dreams before the night of, of, of Christmas Eve. Don't let, don't let this season be that season that, 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 that no, you don't let anyone in and you don't give out to anyone around you. No, make this season a season of covenant. Make this season a season of covenant with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and let him speak to you in such ways where he come and whispers into your ear, you are my child, I am your father, I will never leave you, and I forever will forsake you. I promise that because I'm strong enough to keep my promise, I swear by me. Today if that's you, I want to just encourage you that you just need to commit your life to Christ. You need to covenant with Christ, be all in. Just as God is all in where he says I have sent you my son, and that he's died for you, and that you might have everlasting life, be all in just like God. Jesus is all in. Jesus is all into you. You be all into him. And I, I want to just pray with you today. And I'm going to ask you if you would just pray this prayer with me. And before you do, just take a moment and put in, the, put in that uh, uh, in the chat box, wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube uh, and joining us, or you're on, the, on our online uh, community, or you're on Facebook Live, wherever you're at, say this. Just type in there all in, all in, all in, all in, all in, all in. And we'll know we want to pray with you but pray this with me say lord jesus thank you that you covenanted with me and today i covenant with you i stand with you i confess i believe i declare that you are the son of god that god raised you from the dead and today i will walk with you i will call on you in all things in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you were born again. We believe that you just became a child of the Most High God, and he's got incredible, incredible resources for you, and we want to be one of them. We want to walk with you and talk with you. And as we go forward today, we want to just bless you and believe that God has something incredible for you. Vicky and I are praying for you every single day, and we believe that God has got an incredible plan for you. I just invite you to stretch your hand, everyone, stretch your hand before as I bless you today in and, and a special uh, blessing during this time, but just stretch your hand now. Today, I bless you. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be uh, examples and would be lighthouses in your neighborhood and all to your family and that your children would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you follow him in raising your children according to the word of God. I bless you in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, to pay them on time, and that you have margin enough to advance the kingdom of God through your resources. I bless you now in your friendships, that you'd be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, but you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. Now, go and be an influencer. Go and be a blessing to all around as you covenant with Him. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. Have a great, great day. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for the Crowd Decor podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life and believe that as you are on this adventure from the crowd of the world into the court of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you are finding faith, favor, and a future in Him. And listen, we are so excited to launch our brand new X-Factor year-end offering. And we want to invite you to be a part of that. This offering is what we do every single year at the end of the year just to give thanks to God. It's our X-Factor, our generosity as we've been sharing. And we just ask you right now to go to thegateonline.net slash giving. And there you can be a part of what God is doing in advancing the kingdom. We thank you so much for being a part of us. Join us in our year-end offering. Join us as we go and advance the kingdom, and we do it together from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Blessings on you all. Have a great, great day.